Lady Talk. Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube at The Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast, Spotify, Apple, and Google, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. You can also support the podcast. First, you can head over to Patreon and become a a mid-podcast Patreon. We have different tiers, so find one that you like. You will also have exclusive content and some of our beautiful rants on pay-per-view wrestling. Secondly, you can head over to our merchandise store, themidpodcast.com, and grab you some merchandise. We have stickers, t-shirts, mugs, and more. And if you head over there until the end of May, you can get free shipping when you use this discount code, E7569WHLG0. So go over there and take... um. Take advantage of the free shipping because, you know, shipping charges are outrageous. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my devilish, handsome co-host, Brendan. Hello, people. And Brendan. We're a little late. We're a little late because we should have done this on Saturday, but you were busy. Would you like to tell the audience? Why we didn't get to record Saturday? Um, I got a haircut. And? I went to a wrestling event. And what was the name of said wrestling event you attended? It's called Warrior Wrestling. And this is... Everything about it was amazing. Just everything. Every match was amazing. I got to meet Thunder Rosa. Which was amazing. Really nice. And, and we're talking about the Thunder Rosa, current AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa? Current AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, yes. And how did American Keith take the news that you got to meet his future wife? It took it well. Took it better than I expected. And who else was at this event? The greatest professional on the face of the earth, Will Ospreay. And I believe South Bend, Indiana became whose house? Swerve's house. Which, okay, so during that match, it was all we were chanting. And there was some lady sitting next to me. It was like, I really wish they would stop with these chants. We already know whose house it is. I was like, shut the fuck. I didn't say it, but I thought in my head, shut the fuck up. Swerve's the best goddamn thing here right now. So fuck you. Oh, I would have I would have yelled it even louder just to piss her off. Oh, I did. I would have so gotten so much louder. But if Warrior Wrestling is around your area, I highly recommend it. It is good. I got to see Athena, which I screamed loud as hell when she won the Warrior Women's Championship. Which the reason Thunder Rosa was there was to relinquish that belt, I understand. Yes. 
Nice. Got to I see so Dante happy. Martin do flipty doos. I was so happy you got to go. Was fun. How far did your dick stand up when you met Thunder Rosa? Can't say on air. <laughs> oh, it was standing at attention, fellas. It was standing Can't at stay attention. On air. <laughs> you don't need two ideas for you. <laughs> I did for you because that's what good moms do. And got a nice they embarrass, shirt. They embarrass their sons. Got a nice Thunder Rosa shirt, so that was cool. Did you get her autograph too? No, I got a picture. A picture is better than an autograph. That's true. You need to print that out and frame it, like make it an 8 by 10 <laughs> You could do that. What, I look like your photographer? I don't know how to do that. Oh, okay. You I don't have a printer here that I know of. You can go to Walmart and do it. Yeah, but do I really want to go to Walmart? Not unless you really, really got to. Exactly. But yeah, shout out to Warrior Wrestling for putting on an absolute amazing show. Um, If you have Fight TV, I recommend you go watch it. It's worth the 13 bucks that it's worth that it cost should be more with how great it was oh yeah B we might could get fight TV now from information I told you earlier oh yeah oh yeah you know what else I could get with the information you told me earlier FTR what? figures <laughs> yeah Dude, do you want to explain that story on Sunday, from Sunday? Feel free. Do you you can. Do uh, you can. So, I'm sitting at a restaurant having nice lunch with my parents, because that's normally what we do after church, because it's like the only day my father gets to have family time, because he works five days a week and don't get home till late and um so we're sitting there i notice my phone goes off so i pick it up and it's brendan so if brendan or his sister lexi calls me i immediately answer the phone because they very rarely call they normally text i pick up the phone i'm like hey son what's up he's like i need monies and i'm like this ain't Danhausen. i ain't got monies he has come across ftr figures at walmart target somewhere and he's like could you put monies in my bank account so i could buy these and i'm like i don't have no monies because i'm a broke bitch <laughs> he anything. interrupted my sunday lunch for ftr figures hey anything for the greatest tag team yeah i can't be mad about that you know you laughed about it i did but next time i go to target or walmart with your nana i'm gonna Kind of see if they got any and be like, you know, Brendan would really like these, Mom. Why don't you get them for him? <laughs> I got you. Just any AEW. That's what good mothers do. Just any AEW figures besides Orange Cassidy and Maxwell trying to find now, a no, war they might, they, they might be a Maxwell thrown in there for your mama. 
Well, I already got a basketball. She's getting shells put up in, in the studio, so I'm going to have to have like some AEW figures put up here since we do wrestling. I'm going to have all my Star Wars stuff put up here. It's going to be really cool. But even yeah. My, even my broken light of the Death Star that you broke when it's you were not here. broke. It still works. But anyways. You know what you know what else is good wrestling to watch? Impact. Impact. New Rebellion. Japan. Rebellion. The only reason I wanted to watch Rebellion was for the Moose Josh Alexander match. And it did not miss. And the other matches did not miss. Like, I think Impact's probably my second favorite wrestling promotion. Oh. We'll do that at the end of this episode. So we have time to think. What are we going to do? Top three current wrestling promotions. Mm. So we'll do that at the end of the show. Mm, interesting. Okay, so let's get into our weekly wrestling news session. I've got 21 topics. Can we kick off with what somebody just said like an hour ago? Do you want to do it now or do you want to wait? Let's do it now. Go for it. So Becky Lynch, who is the most mid-person of all time, said women in AEW aren't represented the way we are, don't get as much time, and aren't as good. Okay, I can see the represented part. Makes. I can agree with that. Don't get as much. Back up, back up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A, uh, WWE had two shows last week and neither one of them had a women's match or the week before. And if I'm not mistaken, Raw or SmackDown did not have like a full-fledged women's match. Now, yeah, they had like women promos. I don't believe they had a full-fledged women's match in the middle of the ring. At least on AEW, Tony Khan tries to give you at least one women's match per show. Yeah. Whether it be good or bad. Um, don't get as much time. Now, if I think about it, didn't we just have a 15-minute match between Jade Cargill and Marina Shafir? Didn't that just happened this past Friday? Uh-huh. What else was there? Um, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker went at least 30 minutes or 25 or 20, somewhere around there. But so people started to bring up the numbers. I mean, we even had Daniela, Carmella, and Britt Baker on Dynamite this past week. Um, let's see. I need to find it. So, in the Queen of the Ring tournament, how long do you think each match lasted? 
combined. What was what was that? I don't know. The Queen of the Ring tournament's basically King of the Ring, but for women. For WWE. Eight minutes. 21 minutes and 15 oh seconds. That's combined. That's all the matches. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know how long the TBS championship tournament was? Overall, all the matches combined. Overall. 35 minutes. 61. Ooh, I'm very off with my predictions. Damn. We suck at that. Let's see. I wish I could find actual times for these matches. That would have been show prep. You should have done it before you started recording. I didn't think about it. You don't think about a lot of things, evidently. The Owen Hart tournament has already passed the Queen of the Ring tournament for the female, for the women wrestlers. Just throwing that out there. But no, they get time. And they're not as good. I did tweet out last night as I was watching Raw and saw Becky Lynch's outfit. I said, Ziggy Stardust called and he wants his outfit back. And uh, truthfully, she said they're not as good as we are. I could name five women better than Becky Lynch right off the top of my head in AEW. Yeah, I could too, starting with Jay Cardgill, Britt Baker, and Chris Statlander. That's three right off the top of my head. Thunder Rosa. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Anna Jay's better than Becky Lynch. No, I wouldn't go that far. It's the truth. Tay Conti. I definitely wouldn't go that far. But yeah. I mean, Not... I probably could name five uh, five WWE female wrestlers that are better than Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. Flair. And I don't like Charlotte. Ronda Rousey. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Mm, who's another? Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. Ni- maybe Naomi? Yeah, maybe. So let's get into my random wrestling news. First, there was a quote that come out from the Young Bucks, in particular Matt, said that he doesn't know how many big matches that he has left in him like the FTR match. Yeah. Young Bucks retiring? I mean, they've been at this for a long time. 
but also it could just be, hear me out, storytelling. Kayfabe. Yes. So next, who do you think has had the best TNT championship run out of the following? Scorpio Sky, Darby Allen, Miro, Cody Rhodes, Brody Lee, and Sammy Guevara. Miro. I would have to say Miro or Cody. Uh, Miro or Brody Lee. Hmm. Call this woman at Unanimous Colin. Oh, well, um, um, hello. I don't know what to talk about. So, we're just going to pause. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. When old people call, sometimes you got to answer the phone because they might be in trouble. Yes. (laughs) So, next. Thoughts on why so many people have a deep-rooted hatred for AEW? Uh, they're casuals. They don't know pro wrestling. They only know sports entertainment. Will you be listening to this new podcast called The Gentleman Villain, hosted by William Regal? It's William Regal. Of course. I love me some William Regal. Next, do you think John Moxley deserves to be the first two-time AEW World Champion? Yes. Who do you think has had a better career between the following? Kenny Omega and AJ Styles. I think I'm going to have to go with AJ. That's tough. Uh, Kenny Omega. Can you believe that Randy Orton has been in the WWE for 20 years? Yeah. And I'm going to stop right here because I got a rant. So, watching it, watching WWE last night, and they did this great tribute to Randy. He's been in WWE for 20 years, never wrestled for another wrestling company except when he was on the indies before he got a shot at WWE. So, they were doing this wonderful tribute, and they fucking ruin it. How'd they ruin it? Well, they brought Ezekiel in the ring. They brought Seth in the ring. They had Kevin Owens in the ring. The Usos come out. And then it ended up we were going to have an eight-man tag match as the main event on Raw last night. Instead of just doing a great tribute to Randy and then be done with it, they had to incorporate this other bullshit that ruined it. 
which is typical WWE fashion. And I put that on my Twitter and I had like five people like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I didn't watch Raw. I had it on just because there was nothing else on and I, I vaguely paid attention. So the eight man tag was Randy and Riddle, Cody Rhodes, and Ezekiel on one team. Then you had Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and the Usos on the other team. Storytelling. The only storytelling you need to be telling is between Randy Orton and that idiot blonde that is Randy's partner and the Usos. Because they're going to unify the tag belts. Yeah. But yeah, they they ruined that whole beautiful tribute. I was so pissed. All right, so that's my rant. We're going to move on to our next topic. Um, It came out that Tony Khan wants to buy Samoa Joe's video catalog from his TNA days, which consists of a time frame of June 2005 to February 2015. Damn. Damn. That is 10 years worth of video catalog. Damn. That's a lot. And if anybody can do it, I'm putting my money on TK. Most likely. I mean, if Elon Musk can just buy Twitter, TK can pretty much buy whatever he wants to. Yeah. Next, thoughts on FTR versus Rapungi Vice in a match. Give it to me now. Hadn't thought of that, have you? Nope. Oh. This is why your mother has the brilliant mind. Rampage comes on at six. Next week. Okay, we not got there yet. What are your thoughts on having Lee Moriarty join the BCC? Mm. I don't know how to feel about that. I like the way it is right now. I was going to ask, or do you just like it the way it is? All right. Who do you think should dethrone Roman Reigns' title run from the following? Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Braun Breaker, Drew McIntyre, or Kevin Owens? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I would like to see Randy Orton. And we're going to discuss why I think this later on. Um, so hear me out. I read something that they don't have plans for the belt to be taken off of Roman or at least until next year. year. Mm-hmm. Like, n- boring as fuck. Oh, it's, it's beyond boring as fuck. Stay. It is boring as a wet pussy trying to have sex. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. What tag team would you like to see in a match against each other? Any tag team. 
of all time? Any tag team that you would like to see in a match against each other? FTR versus Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Which neither can wrestle, especially Triple H again. Well, I'm talking about in their prime. That's good. Okay. I really need you to think about this next question. Can you be a sports entertainer and a legit wrestler? No, because you're either one or the other. Wrong. Chris Jericho is a sports entertainer and a legit wrestler. Tell me I'm wrong. Hold on, I was blocking somebody because they were being stupid. You're wrong. No, I'm not. Chris Jericho can be a sports entertainer and he is a legitimate wrestler in the ring. Nope. Where am I wrong? Jericho is a pro wrestler as he doesn't work for a sports entertainment company. Okay. (laughs) Which title reign was more disappointing to you? Finn Balor's U.S. title reign or Scorpio Sky's TNT title reign? Ooh. This is what was more of a disappointment? Mm -hmm. Which one was more disappointing? Balor's U.S. title run. I agree. Out of the following matches, what would be your match of the year so far up till today? Your choices are John Moxley versus Will Ospreay, CM Punk versus MJF, FTR versus the Briscoes, or John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. Well, the match I would say isn't on that list. You have to pick from the ones I picked. FTR Briscoes. Which one would you put on my list? Willow Spray versus Blake Christian at Warrior Wrestling. Well, that happened before. I mean, that just happened, and I made this list like last week because we were supposed to record on Saturday. Yeah, but wrestling. I would probably have to say either the FTR Briscoe match or the Moxley Wheeler Uta match. Mm, FTR Briscoe's Punk MJF Moxo Spray Mox Uta. See, I was trying not to put my bias in when picking. I was trying to be a good host. <laughs> Next, should Ricky Starks be AEW's next big star? Yes, yes, 100%, yes, yes. I have a new segment for today's episode. I don't know if we will continue, but it's called Fun Fact. Would you like to hear the fun fact I found out? 
Yes. Do you know that Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley holds the record for the longest all-time U.S. title reign under WWE at a 351-day reign? That never happened. Who is this Dean Ambrose fella? This is what John Moxley was called in WWE. Who? Okay. Who is Dean Ambrose? Smart ass. Did you like my fun fact, though? Yes. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Okay. So, we kind of got yelled at for not having um, our What the Fuck segment last week, because I think I forgot about it. Who yelled at us? Bobby. When was this? On Discord. Of course it was. You wasn't there. I may or may not have been in vid- uh, voice chat with him until like 2 a.m. Oh, God. So, our What the Fuck segment today is kind of wrestling, but kind of not wrestling. So, I'm sure everybody's heard about what happened on an airplane flight involving WWE Hall of Famer Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers of all time, Mike Tyson. So, my what the fuck segment. Um, Mike Tyson is on a flight. God begins to annoy Tyson. Evidently, Tyson fucking punches the dude. The dude deserves um, it. What did you think would happen if you were annoying Mike Tyson? You would get bitch slapped. I mean, did you think bro would just turn around and be like, hey, dude, it's cool, and then turn back around? It's fucking Mike Tyson. He's going to knock you the fuck out. Yes. So note to self and anybody else, if you're on a flight with Mike Tyson, don't annoy him. Because I don't know what the fuck this dude was thinking. Yeah. Dude's a bitch. That is our what the fuck segment for this week. So next, let me ask you if you would like to see this intergender match. Would you like to see Randy Orton versus Charlotte Flair in a match? No. Why? No. It's the best I can give you, no. Okay. All right. Out of the following four people, who has been the best AEW World Champion so far? Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, or Hangman Adam Page? And take your bias out. Kenny Omega. I told you to take your bias out. It's not me being biased. It's the truth. Uh, I will have to agree with you. There might be some bias in it, but it's the truth. 
every podcast needs that one person who is biased. And that's me. Okay, so, on the topic of Kenny Omega. I was talking with your Nana. I forgot where we were, how it came up, or something. But I said something about wrestling and Kenny Omega. And I'm like, he's not bad looking on the eyes. I showed your Nana a picture of Kenny Omega. Would you like to know what she said? Oh, God. She said if she was younger, she could take that. So I think your Nana might like Kenny Omega. (laughs) Grandma likes Kenny Omega as well. So both of your grandmothers like Kenny Omega, so they have good taste. Yeah. All right. And speaking of said person named Kenny Omega, evidently he um dropped a comment that said he could show up in December and win Wrestler of the Year because the bar is shockingly low. Or just Kenny Omega's the best damn wrestler on the face of the planet. But do you think the bar is low for Wrestler of the Year so far? Uh, Osprey's on it. Oh, I'm gonna have to agree with Kenny so far. Like, the only one... I agree with him, too. The bar is kind of low because, I mean, nobody's really stood out so far as being wrestler of the year. To me. Yeah. Like, there's been great matches with certain people. Mm. I think Punk would be on that list. Punk's put on some great matches this year. Osprey would be on that. Moxley has to be on that list. But if you're putting Punk on that list, two of his greatest matches have been against MJF. So you'd have to put MJF on that list, too. But outside of those two matches, what has MJF done? Besides lose to the Captain Sean Dean. Sean Dean. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, trying to think who else you could put on that list. That's what I'm saying. If we're not able to rattle people off like that, the bar is really low, and he and Omega is not wrong in saying that. Yeah. Adam Page. <clears throat> anyway. So can I tell you what happened today? You told me what happened today. I know, but can I tell you again so our listeners can hear what happened today? Yes. It's going to lead to our last topic for our wrestling news. So every morning I listen to Busted Open on Sirius with Dave LaGreca and whoever he has hosting. Today he had Bully Ray on there. And they were talking about who should defeat the record, which is held by Ric Flair slash John Cena 
for the world championship. And the debate was that Randy Orton should be the one to defeat that streak. But then Bully Ray brought up the, the thing. If you look at it, are you talking about in the WWE? Are you talking about in overall wrestling? Because in overall wrestling, then yes, Ric Flair holds the record as 16-time world champion. However, Ric Flair has only held the WWF slash WWE title twice. John Cena has held the WWE World Championship title 16 times. So it should be Cena and Orton, and should Orton beat Cena's record? Well, Dave LaGreca went fucking ballistic and was like, no, it's Ric Flair's record, and blah, 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 and he was getting all pissed off at Bully. I sent out a tweet to him and Bully, and Dave LaGreca read it on the air on Busted Open. I was so excited. Are you saying that you are going to be listening to Busted Open again tonight when it airs at 5 p.m.? No, because I will probably be doing some something more important called homework. You could turn it on the Amazon robot. That's how I have it on in the mornings. But I was so excited that he read, and it was the first tweet that he seen because Bully told him not to get on Twitter because he was getting buried worse than AJ Styles did by The Undertaker. <laughs> and he gets on Twitter, and the first tweet he reads is yours truly. So that kind of made my day because I was kind of having a shitty day today. I was having a shitty day yesterday. But anyway, another story, another time. I was so excited that I got a shout out on Busted Open. Oh, speaking of shout out. So now I think I need to call into the show and tell them that I was the person's tweet you read. And then I did a hashtag that LaGreca is never wrong. So I need that hashtag to start trending. So that segues into our question. Who do you think should def defeat the 16-time world championship streak? Nobody. Then there were some fans that said that. All right, now what do you want to say? Speaking of shout-outs, Swerve retweeted one of my tweets from the podcast account so it was like i met thunder rosa then i sent a tweet out about swerve and he retweeted it it that's just like the greatest 30 or so minutes of my life that's ever happened yes because if he retweeted it that means his fans might check out the podcast right exactly oh awesome i love me some swerve speaking of which i can't wait to talk about their promo so, that is all the little tidbit wrestling news I have right now. Are you ready to get into AEW Dynamite? See. All right. Let's go. So, Dynamite starts off with CM Punk versus The Natural Dustin Rhodes. Good Thoughts match. on the match? That was a fun match. Thought it was a good match. Hold on. 
texted me for. Um, I thought that was a good match. The crowd popped for Punk. The crowd popped for Dustin. I put it was an old school wrestling match. Did you get that feel? Yeah. I mean, not that you know what old school wrestling matches really are because you're not that old. I I watch a lot of old school wrestling. And it's mostly stuff from Japan. You need to really go back and watch the old NWA um, stuff with Ric Flair, the Four Horsemen. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. And go back and look how young Tony Schiavone was. So anyway, back to the punk. Dustin Rhodes match. I noticed Punk was repping Bret Hart with his gear with the black and pink. Did you notice that? Yes. Very cool. I thought the match went back and forth. It looked like Dustin may have injured his knee. And of course, you know, if you kind of have an injury, your opponent's going to focus on that, which Punk did. Did you notice Punk doing the gold dust thing? No, I didn't notice that. Well, when Goldust used to come out before they actually started the match, he would go like that. Yeah. Punk did that. Punk did that in the middle of the of the match. So he was like kind of being a douchebag. I think Punk was working the heel. Yeah. Then we see Dustin kicks Punk out of the ring, and it looks like he injured his arm when Punk fell out of the ring. Then Punk goes face first on the ring apron, which had to hurt. Punk gets the win. Both show respect to each other. And then as Punk is heading up the ramp to exit, we hear the shittiest music in all of wrestling. And out comes the worst AEW world champion, Hangman Adam Page. And we get a stare down. I mean, really, if we're going to have Page and Punk, I'm going to have to fucking pull for Punk. Stop. What's wrong with Hangman? I don't like him. You know I don't like him. I have made it perfectly clear I don't like him. I think he sucks. But yet again, that is my opinion. So who do you got? Who do you, who are you taking? Because you like both of them. So, hear me out. Hear me out. Punk wins it at double or nothing. Right? He puts on bangers with people like Samoa Joe. Puts on bangers. Put a banger on me. Puts on an absolute classic match with somebody by the name of, I don't know, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Ricky Starks. And all of this leads up into Revolution next year. Well, there's a little snake in AEW by the name of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He wants a title shot. Punk says, I beat you once. I'll do it again. And MJF wins. 
Because eventually they're going to have to put the title on MJF. Eventually. They're going to have to. Storytelling. Yeah. But eventually they're going to have to to give MJF his title run. Oh, yeah. Because he's too great of a heel not to have a title. Okay. So next we see um, Wardlow gets to enter the arena. And security stops him. And we see Smart Mark telling him that security will be escorting him everywhere within the arena. And they also put him in handcuffs. Hmm. Cannot say what may or may not have been running through my mind, but we'll proceed. And then we see Wardlow was being very accommodating to security. As you should be. Then we get a six-man tag featuring the Blackpool Combat Club versus Lee Moriarty, Brock Anderson, and Dante Martin. And we notice Yuta has new gear. What did you think of Yuta's new gear? I got Jay White vibes from his new gear. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't kick Jay White out of bed neither. You know what I think we need? With that information that I gave you earlier, I think we need Moxley's zip-up hoodie. Or with said information you said earlier, on June 26th, we'll get into that. No. Then we see all three going at it in the middle of the ring, and finally the referee gets order, and Martin and Yuta begin the match. Yuta tags in Danielson. Danielson begins to take it to Martin. Then we see Mox going after Anderson. Now that's somebody I think might be underrated is Brock Anderson. He's young. He is very young, but I, I think he might be like overlooked a little bit right now. Yeah. I put Yuta looking real good in the ring, and I'm not just talking about wrestling. Like he he's getting up there in in, in the category of I may not kick him out of bed. <laughs> like he getting up there with the Warlow in the MJF category. Then we see the BCC tagging in and out, keeping their opponents in their corner. Then we see Martin flips on to Moxley. Moxley gets the pin on Martin, and the BCC gets the win. Thoughts on the match? It was a fun little six-man tag match. Showed how good the Blackpool Combat Club is. But don't you think they should be wrestling more people that are up to their standard or up to their par? The point is to build them up. Drivers. The point is to build them up. But you can still build them up with them beating, you know, like the best friends or the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Red mm-hmm. Dragon and Adam Cole. You don't want to do that yet, though. Like, wait until we get the trio's title to do it. So right now, you just wait. Get FTR and MJF. 
FTR is going to see BCC kicking MJF's head. Oh, everybody would. Except for me, but. I understand what you're saying. So next, we get a promo with the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Adam Cole. And they're all in black. And we get landed behind the camera. And poor Brandon Cutler goes, no, shut up, Brandon. And O'Reilly goes, yes, shut up, Landon. <laughs> like, I really love Kyle O'Reilly. Like, I'm not king on, like, his wrestling style, but, like, him in promos, give it to me all day. So this is what O'Reilly says in the promo. Guys, what's up? Where is the feisty young bucks of old? I get it. We don't see eye to eye. You lost to FTR. We lost to the Jungle Cruisers. Cole lost to Hangman twice. We need to turn it around. Then Adam Cole responds, Damn it, Kyle, you are right. Then Cole to the Young Bucks, All your friends are gone, but I'm still here. Kyle and Bobby is still here. Then Adam Cole says, to think about doing a 10-man tag. Fun. So your thoughts on the promo? Really, really fun. Can't wait for the 10-man tag match. Then Adam Cole proceeds to say, you figure it out. You think about it to the Young Bucks. And he has to go take care of something. And yes. that take care of something is in our next segment. Our next segment has the major announcement, which most people kind of figured was coming. It was two, one of two things that most people on the, uh, on the web figured. And we get the major announcement that New Japan and AEW will have a joint pay-per-view in June titled The Forbidden Door. Oh, what's that thing you told me earlier on June 26th, which is a Sunday on the 2022nd year of the Earth? I highly recommend we are in Chicago, Illinois at the United Center for AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. Did yeah, I say no. highly recommend? Yeah, no. Like, I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. I'm highly going to recommend my white ass is going to be sitting on, on my burgundy couch watching it on my 50-inch screen TV. But wouldn't it be so much better to see it in person? No, because that's too many damn people that I have to deal with. All right, so back to major announcement. It's AEW. I understand that, and I tried to talk your papa into taking me to Wisconsin for AEW on Wednesday, June 22nd, which is two days after my birthday, and that was enough. Wait, this is what you could do. Be like, hey. I'm going to say no. Be like, hey, there's a cool wrestling event in Chicago, Illinois that me and Brendan want to go to. Can we go? Please. I'm gonna say no. 
your papa does not go above the Mason Dixon line unless it's to come get you. You could come get me, take to Chicago, and then boom. Just saying. I mean, I did try tell your nana because she wants to travel. I was like, okay, well, me, you, and Brendan can travel to all the AEW events, and you can tell Papa that he just works for your travel expenses. Or, or, or. And she said no. Man. I'm trying. When I get my degree, I'm working for AEW. I'm going to every show. Are you inviting your mama? Yes. So anyway, back to major announcements. I don't know. I might have Bobby working on something. I might be there for you. (laughs) What do you have, Bobby? I told you, remember? Oh, yeah. Anyway, back to the announcement. So, TK got a huge pop from the crowd when he came out. And then he introduces the president of New Japan, which, forgive me, I don't know the dude's name. (laughs) Then we see Adam Cole interrupts and says that Cole will verse Ishii on Friday night for an Owen Hart qualifying match. Then we see Switchblade Jay White come out. Uh, I, I may or may not have to change my panties at this time. And poor Tony Khan looked like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Jay White could whoop his ass. I'm sorry. And I love me some TK, but Jay White could whoop your ass. Oh, yeah. So, thoughts on major announcement. Are you excited? or well, I mean, I know you are because you're trying to get everybody and their brother to take you. Yep. I'm very excited. Then we get a Jade promo. And I will have to say, I think Jade is getting better with her promos. Yes. And then she's got her own little faction, it seems, with Red Velvet and Kiera Hogan. Which, I'm here for it. It's interesting. I'm kind of here for it, too. But there was some questions on, like, why did Red Velvet turn? And evidently, she got some booze in a match that she was doing. So she just embraced the booze and became a heel. I'm for it. Nice. So our next match is the one that I was waiting for, the Butcher versus Wardlow. And then we see MJF's music hit, and we think he's going to come out from the bad side. And he and Sean Spears are sitting up in luxury boxes. My notes say, what a nice purple soup. Fuck me. No, Maxwell's a bitch. And then we see poor Sean Spears throwing popcorn on the audience. And then we get the famous MJF promo. And he says, you guys want to boo me, Pittsburgh? I don't care if you boo. And I see who you cheer, and his name is Ben Roethlisberger. I see you cheer that pig Wardlow. Let me make something perfectly clear. Wardlow is a nobody, just like all of you. And since he is a nobody and will come out to no music, and then he proceeds to say, send the pig. 
<laughs> Whether you like Maxwell or not, he gets the best promos. He's like the best heel in all of wrestling. Besides The Miz, I don't see anybody else that could be like this douchey. Um, yeah, there. Besides the Miz and Maxwell, nobody else could be that big of an asshole. So then we see Wardlow come out, and he's still in handcuffs. Mm, mm, mm. What I could do to a handcuff Wardlow? Woo, doggy. Okay. And then we <laughs> know. Then I notice he has the two big security guards with him for AEW. Yeah, you know, the one the one black gentleman that always sits in front of the crowd on the camera side. He was escorting Wardlow and then the other guy. Then we see them exchange punches. Then we see the butcher start to take it to Wardlow. Wardlow mounts a comeback. And we see the butcher plows Wardlow into the ring apron. I mean, Wardlow can plow something in me. I'm just The camera shows Spears and Maxwell looking on. The butcher gives Wardlow a power bomb. Ow. Then we see Wardlow power bomb the butcher not once, not twice, not thrice, but four times. Fun. Power bomb symphonies are fun. MJF looks pissed. Well, Maxwell stays pissed. Yeah, I guess his girlfriend ain't giving him enough pussy. Mm-hmm. And Wardlow gets the win. In our next match, we have Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy, which is an Owen Hart qualifying match. I thought it was a good match. I thought both were evenly matched. We see O'Reilly taking it to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy looking good against O'Reilly, I put. I noticed, and I put in my notes, O'Reilly's kicks are vicious. Yes. Then we see Jungle Boy throwing O'Reilly into the turnbuckles. Ouch. Very much. And then we see the ref has to pull Jungle Boy off O'Reilly to break the count. Like, Jungle Boy's temper might have got the best of him right there. Yes. And don't get me wrong, he's still a young dude, still learning. And I like Jungle Boy. Like his daddy better. But I like Jungle Boy. Then we see Jungle Boy on the top rope. O'Reilly kicks him, and he lands on his nuts. Ouch. I bet that's what Anna Jay was saying. <laughs> then O'Reilly gets the pin and the win and is in the Owen Hart tournament. Then we see Christian come out the, down the ramp and meets Jungle Boy. And we see Jungle Boy's, like, bent over on the side of the ring saying, I'm sorry. This is where I thought Christian may turn on Jungle Boy. Yeah. 
that could have. Do you think that Christian is going to eventually turn on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? That's what's going to cost them the tag titles, the FTR. Okay, then we get a MJF promo in the back, which is always good. And we see that MJF has paid Jake the Snake Roberts for the services of one murder bird, Lance Archer. <laughs> murder Lance bird. Lance Archer busts up into the promo. I don't need your damn money. If anyone gets in my way, you're dead. Everybody's dead. I love me some Murder Bird. Murder Bird is fun. Then our next match is the debut of the famous Send Hook versus Anthony Henry. So we see Hook is making his debut on Dynamite. And then we also notice that Smart Mark and Tony Nice are watching Hook. Are we going to get a beef between Hook and Tony Nice? Um, maybe. I'm not opposed to it. Neither am I. Hook is looking good in the ring. Then Downhousing appears and tries to curse Hook again, and yet it disappears. This is the second time he's tried to curse poor Hook, and curse does not work. Hook gets Henry to tap, gets the win, and then we see Danhausen grab a mic and get into the ring. And Danhausen proceeds to say, Yes, yes, that is enough. Oh my God, you don't want to be cursed by Danhausen. You will fight Danhausen. Do you think Danhausen's mouth got a little over eager? I'm not opposed to Danhausen hook match. That so we're getting closer to seeing Denhausen actually fight in an AEW ring because when they originally signed him, he was still injured. Can't wait. Then we notice Hook bumps Denhausen as Hook exits the ring. Yeah, I like Denhausen, but Hook's going to kill him. Then we get a Sammy Guevara promo, and the crowd is booing Sammy and Tay, and he replies, he loves this. Um, I muted my TV. I could have skipped this part, but I didn't because of said podcast. Then we see Men of the Year come out, and Scorpio comes out and says, it's not screw us, it's screw you. Then Ethan grabs the mic and says, oh, shut the hell up, Sammy. I love Ethan. He has great promos. Shut your mouth, open your ears, and listen to Dan. (laughs) Dan proceeds to say, you will give Sky his rematch, or I will send these two guys down to give you the pounding your girlfriend dreams about. Dan Lambert's amazing. Sammy replies and says he will give Sky his match if they agree to a mixed tag match. And somewhere in between there, it became a ladder match. 
I'm not opposed to a ladder match. So in the mixed tag match, who do you want to see wrestle Sammy and Tay? Do you want Paige and Ethan or Paige and Scorpio? Ethan and Paige. I'd like to see Ethan and Paige Van Zandt. Next, we get a women's match, you know, since women don't get enough time on AEW. Yeah. And we get Daniela Camella versus Dr. Britt Baker, which is for the women's Owen Hart qualifying match. And we see Britt comes out with two players from the Pittsburgh Steelers. The crowd is chanting DMD because this is Britt's hometown. We see Camella mocking the DMD champ. I didn't think it was a bad match. Both of the women look good in the ring. I don't know that much about Camella. I haven't really seen her wrestle. I think I might have seen her wrestle once when they did the ROH pay-per-view. So I don't really know that much about her to say whether it was good or bad. I mean, she looked good in the ring to me. Then we see Britt gets the win, and she grabs the mic. Okay, Britt Baker needs to work on promos. Still better than Becky. Well, I mean, my ass is better than Becky. I could fart a promo better than Becky Lynch. (laughs) Promos after matches don't usually go over well. I don't think any of Britt Baker's promos really go over well. I don't. I think she needs to work on those. And then next we get our main event, which is my man Andrade versus Goth Kid Darby Allen. And it is a coffin match. Fun. I thought it was a very good match. We see Blade distracting um, Darby and allows Andrade to attack Darby. Then we see the uh, private party in Blade helping Andrade attack Darby. They begin to fight in the crowd. Uh, then we notice Quinn tears a poster of a fan with a sting mask on. When said fan removed mask, said fan was not fan. Said fan was Sting. And Sting begins to take out Quinn and Blade. And then we see Sting jumping off the rail again. Grandpa probably needs to quit before he breaks something. Eh, Sting, he could do what he wants. He takes out Quinn, Blade, and Andrade. Then we see Andrade and Darby get back in the ring. Andrade is controlling the match. Then we see Darby is put in the coffin and he is fighting to keep the lid open so Andrade can't shut it and win the match. Then we see Andrade carrying Darby up the ramp, slams him on the ramp, then proceeds to slam him on the metal grate beside said ramp. Darby gets Andrade, uh, Andrade in the coffin, closes the lid, and gets the win. Then we see the Hardy Boys at the top of the ring saying, delete, delete. Are we eventually going to get a Hardy Boys versus Darby Allen Sting match? Um, Maybe. And I wouldn't be opposed to it. 
what are your top five moments from Dynamite this past week? I never write these down. Would you like me to do mine first? Um, no. Five, Britt coming out in Pittsburgh. That was pretty cool. Even if she was, was fucking the G hairs. Okay. Um, four, the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, uh, Adam Cole promo. Mm -hmm. Three, the Punk and Dustin match. Two, the FT, Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler match announcement. And number one, the New Japan deal. Okay. So what's yours? Number five, Punk versus Rhodes. Four, Dan Housing challenging Hook. Three, Wardlow powerbombing the Butcher four times. Number two, TK's major announcement with New Japan. And number one was Andrade versus Darby Allen. Next. Yeah, the FTR thing kind of got overlooked. I think they were like pushing for time. Yeah. Because I think the CM Punk Dustin match went over what said time they allowed. So then they started having to cut stuff. So then we move on to Rampage for Friday. And Rampage starts off with Adam Cole and Ishii wrestling for the Owen Hart qualifying match. Cole tries to run into Ishii and Ishii stood there like a rock. Ishii's a big man. Also, I noticed Ishii came out with Orange Cassidy and Rocky Romero. Don't put Ishii as part of the best friends. One of Ishii's chops knocked Adam Cole down on his ass. <laughs> then we see, oh, then I put, I noticed OC no longer has his arm in a sling. So does that mean he's going to be back soon in action? Maybe. I hope. We need OC back. Then we see Ishii taking shots from Cole. And then Ishii one-shot Cole, and Cole goes down like a switchblade. Then we see Jay White come out and attack uh, Romero, distracts Ishii, Cole gets the win. I put good match because I got to see Jay White. What do you think of Jay White and Adam Cole becoming a tag? Bullet Club. It's all it is. It's going to be the Bullet Club. I can't wait because I love the Bullet Club. This will be the Bullet Elite. No. Because this is what's going to lead Adam Cole turning on the Young Bucks. 
Then we see JAS come in. Security stops them from entering the building. Jericho says it's his show. Garcia says it's okay. I can beat that rat. I'm a sports entertainer. Yes. And then we go to the Hook interview. So Hook is walking with said hot chick that's trying to interview him. And as he turns the corner, he sees Dan Housing has stepped on all his chips on the floor. Hook puts Dan Housing up against the wall and actually says these words. You wanted my attention. You got it now. I need Hook to read me bedtime stories beside Keith Lee. Then we have Lance Archer, the murder bird, and Serpentico. And we get Sean Spears on commentary. Serpentico thinks he takes out Lance Archer. And Lance turns around and he begins to take out Serpentico. It was a pretty quick match. We're going to have Lance Archer facing Wardlow on Wednesday. Lance makes short work of Serpentico and then proceeds to give him a ass kicking after he wins the match. And then we see Lance mocking Wardlow. Not sure if that's a good idea or not. Yeah, probably not. Then we get a Tony Nese and Mark Sterling promo. I'm kind of digging them together. Yeah. And then we get Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. Now, I like Daniel Garcia. I like Eddie Kingston. And we see Eddie taking it to Garcia. Outside the ring, Eddie puts Garcia into the steel stairs. Then Kingston misses, and he goes into the stairs. And then Garcia begins to take it to Kingston. And then we see it's a little back and forth. Kingston gets back in control and gets the win. So the only reason Daniel Garcia beat Kingston in the first place last time was because of the numbers game. 101 looks like Daniel Garcia is not capable of hanging in the ring with Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston is amazing. Eddie Kingston's going to whoop the shit out of Chris Jericho. Sports entertainer versus professional wrestling. Okay, okay. So, you know, the numbers are uneven for Horny versus Edward Kingston and Pri- Proud and Pri- uh Is it Pride and Power or Proud and Powerful? PNP. I just call him Santana and Ortiz. So, you know, it's like five on three right now? Uh-huh. We can make it a five on four. And who will be your fourth person on Kingston's team? Cesaro. Eddie Kingston does not like Cesaro in real life, from what I hear. Cesaro. That's not going to work if they don't get along in real life. They used to be a tag team together. Well, maybe that's why they don't get along in real life. Or hear me out, hear me out, as I like to say, storytelling. Kayfabe. 
But anywho, what's next? Then we get the Swerve Lee promo. Keith Lee proceeds to tell Tony Schiavone, I heard you were so entertained, Tony. I looked up to Taz. Swerve, I, no, I don't look up to him. That was how Swerve reacted. <laughs> Swerve proceeds to call Starks and Hobbs Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> For y'all that don't know, Calvin and Hobbs is a cartoon strip. He says, you won the battle. The war is far from over. I really, really love Swerve and Keith Lee together. Uh-huh. I was really hoping Keith Lee would have came out with Swerve at Warrior Wrestling. That would have made my day. Mm-hmm. And Stark, who is on commentary for Rampage, responds, we have a check with your name written on it, and we plan on cashing it. Yeah. I like both teams. So, like, I'm I'm going to be okay with whoever this is. Yeah, but I like Swerve and Keith Lee more. But I love me some Swerve. I love the part where Keith Lee was like, I, I looked up to Taz and Swerve was like, no, no, I, I, I ain't never looked up to him. <laughs> then we get our main event. Oh, wait, Brendan, I thought women don't get time on AEW. So why the fuck are they main eventing one of their television shows? I don't, I don't know. Did TK not get the memo from Becky Lynch? No, I don't think he did. He probably didn't said fuck that bitch. Yeah. So we get our main event, which is Jay Cargill versus Marina Shafir for the TDS Championship and Jade's 29 and 0 streak on the line. I am a huge fan of Jay Cargill. I liked her from the first time I seen her wrestle in AEW. Yeah. Not digging Marina. This match was better than the Sky Blue match. I'll give it that. But also I think it matters about the chemistry. I thought this was a good match. The chemistry in this match was very good. I thought it was a good match. I'm just, I guess maybe I haven't really seen Marina that that much, except for like the few matches she's done on Dark and the one she's had on Dynamite. But anyway, we see Marina kicks the hamstring of Jade. Then we see Jay take down Marina. Um, I put looking really good in the ring for Jade. We see the baddie section throwing popcorn at Marina outside the ring. And Jade is just standing there as Red Velvet is taking it to Marina. As Mark Sterling distracted the ref. Then we see some big chops by Jay Cargill on Marina. And Jade gets the pin. And she is now 30 and 0. I put it was a good match. Yes. 
Um, I think they're gonna just throw jobbers at Jay Cargill until she gets to like forty nine and zero, and then maybe give her a a big person like a Thunder Rosa, a Britt Baker, a Chris Statlander, and one of them may end her streak at forty nine and one. Yes. And that was all for AEW. And that was all. I thought both shows were pretty good. They were. Well. What would you give AEW this week? Out of 10? Uh, I'd probably give it a 9. I'll give it an 8.7. I know we're going to have um, FTR versus each other and the Owen Hart qualifying match. We're seeing a punk on commentary. We have Wardlow versus um, Lance Archer. D versus Sheila in a Philly street fight. The 10 man tag match. Are we getting Matt Caster again tonight? On Dark? Yes. Oh, he come out on Dark last night. You need to go back and watch and listen to his rap. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. We get QT versus Penta. This is just on Dark? Frick yeah. I don't know. kind of sounds like they care about AEW Dark. Them are the only matches I can remember, and I don't think DK has put out any more, has he? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. So, anyways, as I said. Before we end, just on a, a wrestling note, did you hear who showed up at AEW last night? No. Mustafa Ali. You mean on WWE? Yeah, he showed up on WWE last night, Raw. And actually had a match. Yeah. Against The Miz. And beat The Miz. It's about time that you smith stuff, Ali. And then as he was going up the ramp, he got his ass kicked by Ciampa. Yep. They took Tomasa out. Yeah. Well, you know. WWE Universe is not that bright. so that At least... They can only use one word names. I'm kidding. I was being sarcastic. Well, before we end it, I asked you a question. What is your top three current wrestling promotions? What are they? Um, in no particular order, or do you want them in order? In order. Um, number three, I'd have to put the WWE. 
Okay. Number two, Impact, and number one, AEW. So mine, number three. I don't really watch New Japan that much. So my number three, New Japan. Number two, Warrior. And number one, AEW. I mean, I like, uh, what is that one? NWA. NWA, that's the other one. MLW. No. GLW? GCW? Yeah, GCW. I like that, too. But I I don't watch it enough. Like, them three, WWE, uh, Impact, and AEW, and watch those. I have New Japan on the DVR. I just haven't really watched it. And, like, I'll watch it if I'm not going to bed after Impact. It'll be on, and I'll catch glimpses of it. But I haven't, like, really sat down and watch it like I do Impact and AEW. Yeah. But, anywho. Anyhow, that is our kind of late AEW review wrestling tape. So, as we say on the mid-podcast, because you're mid, and you know it, we are mid-out. Goodbye, people of the internet.